Are you prepared for the world to end? This week we delve into the world of doomsday preppers, their strategies for staying alive and their beliefs about how and when the world will end. They all disagree, but they have one thing in common. It's very important to keep lots of tins in your garage. and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat, And I'm Tom. And this week we're talking about the Apocalocalocalypse. <laughs> Apocalocalocalypse? The Apocalypse. The Apocalocalypse. The Popping off the top of this esophagus hippopotamus. What? I was rapping is what I was doing, Catherine. <laughs> I, don't hate me and my bars. Is that how you rap? Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit from a Flight of the Concords um, rap. It was the hip hopopotamus versus the rhinoceros. Oh. It is very good cute. content. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's worth checking out. But I still, I'm still bitter that you hated my bars. I did hate them. It's not that I hated them, they were just bad. <laughs> okay, Pontius Pilate washing your hands of this. Fine. <laughs> So, apocalypse. Yeah, first I do want to apologise for the irregular upload schedule. Um, I'm working hard at trying to succeed, and it's not working all the time. <laughs> You're playing yourself down, Catherine. You, you done. You know, you got good results. Yeah, I've got. A, so I'm doing my masters at the moment, and it's very stressful, and there's lots of things to do. Yeah. And so you are you're working out the fabric of the universe and in maths basically not aren't quite. you but talking about the apocalypse isn't highest on my to-do list which sounds awful but sorry I'm bad <laughs> I I forgive you and I'm sure our listeners forgive you good so I've been watching doomsday preppers a lot and I know that makes it sound as if I haven't actually been working as hard as I say I have um (laughs) hmm maybe doomsday preppers is a great show and if you haven't watched it you should it's on netflix and it inspired this and it's about all these people who like believe the world is ending and they basically stockpile shit and it looks like so much fun honestly yeah and so the show's from like 2011 2012 something like that isn't it Mm-hmm. So it's all people who thought the world was going to end in 2012 because um, so it's like they seem quite silly then. Mm-hmm. But just seven years later, to me, they they really don't seem that silly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yes, a man shot his own thumb off and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, that was such that, a good episode. <laughs> that was a good episode. <laughs> How are you going to survive the end of the world when you shoot your own thumb off? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all very well, you know, having barricades to stop the hordes coming to steal all your tins of tomatoes in your basement. But if you're going to, you know, do Mr. Bean style self-mutilations. Yeah. uh, yeah. Not that I could do that much better, to be honest. I mean, okay. I would love to be a doomsday prepper and I genuinely feel like I'd be really, really good at it. Because I love, like, 
the idea of having loads of shelves full with cans of food i just love that idea having a well-stocked pantry no but like having food like having it all lined up really neatly and you know what it is but you're never allowed to touch it well it's yeah i guess it does sound fun um yeah but you also have to have property and these people have massive basements so maybe when we get a house we should become doomsday preppers oh yeah totally i mean that's if we get on the property market before the you know yeah, civilization collapses. <laughs> that is the main ticking clock. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was little, um, I had like Sylvanians. I don't know if anyone knows them. They're little furry like animals, but they're humanoid animals, and they're small. And they, I had like loads of their buildings and stuff. And I had a shop that had all these shelves in and you'd line up all the little food and the drinks on the shelves like and my entire play was I never made them talk or played with them but I'd set it all up like I'd put all the little bottles on the shelf and then I'd position the little animals in place so it was like a screenshot but they'd never move and it just reminds me of that doomsday prepping, which makes it sound like so much fun. Like you just line everything up and then look at it. Uh, right. <laughs> so so it's like having a life Lego set type. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is also terrifying the idea that if we do end up prepping for the doomsday, you're going to just like freeze me in place reaching for a... <laughs> like a tin of beans or something you're just gonna like wax me in place honestly once the apocalypse starts and we have to use all the food that i've lined up it would be a lot less fun like the fun bit would be putting it all on the shelf and making all the labels face forward yeah (laughs) i guess i guess so i mean i agree that the least fun bit of apocalypse is the apocalypse yeah you know the bit where the shit actually hits the fan (laughs) that is the least fun bit of the apocalypse (laughs) yeah i i think what i want to do is i want to do preparation for doomsday and then when doomsday comes i want to check out immediately (laughs) but then what's the point of the preparation I mean, well, just fun. we were just talking about how much fun it is. Yeah. 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 But I'd want to know that I'd be like, I'd want the idea that someday I'd be using it. I think if anything, I want to be like these guys where you prepare everything and then the apocalypse just never comes. So you're just constantly preparing because you can never run out of ways to prepare for the apocalypse. No. So you just keep going no. until you die and the apocalypse never happens. And you're like, <laughs> oh, well. At least I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> At least I lived my whole life as if. Yeah. You know that quote is like, live as if today was your last day. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not what they meant. They probably meant more like hug your loved ones rather than, you know, have a really well stocked pantry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how are we? How are we approaching the doomsday topic right so there's a shit ton of ways people think the world will end so the plan is we'll go through a few different ways the world will end sort of who it's believed by what will happen when will it happen and then we'll talk about how you would survive it sounds good or how we would try to survive it 
how we would attempt and then immediately probably fail to survive. Talk for yourself. I oh. <laughs> I would live. Are you sure? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as far back as the first millennium, like 50 BC or whatever. Um, no, EC. The one after Jesus. Now. Uh, AD. AD. 50 AD. <laughs> Whereas DC is like direct time and then AC <laughs> is alternating Christ. No, where, I said EC. You know, I'm sure I've seen EC somewhere. Anyway. EC? Yeah, not heard of it. Anyway, the after Jesus time. After Jesus, like 50 years after Jesus, people were saying Jesus was going to come back and it was going to be the end of the world. Which seems pretty soon because if he was born in zero, year zero, <laughs> yeah, he died at year 33. Then at year 50, they're like, oh, yeah, he's coming back. Now, that's only been like 10 years later. Okay, yeah. 17 years. I mean, 10 years is, 17 years is a long time on a human level. Yeah, I guess. Like, if, if they thought he was going to come back and do what he did the first time, which was, was a basically tour of bitches what wronged me, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think they would have assumed it would have been during their lifetime. I guess. See, I would, yeah, I guess everyone wants to think it's going to happen in their lifetime. Mm. Yeah, it's going to happen to them. These predictions have been going on for ages. So we're going to start with the classic doomsday scenario, which is Jesus Returns. Classic. Classic. Absolute retro apocalypse. I've tried to name, I've got a subheading for every like different one we're doing and for fun just for myself i've named them as i think they would be movies so i've called it the classic colon jesus returns which i Ooh. think is a good movie name yeah the classic yeah jesus returns <laughs> uh, yeah i i love that so there's loads of variations of this and loads of people who believe it and like jehovah's witnesses are a huge one they seem to be constantly predicting the apocalypse it's crazy. Yeah. I do. Mm. So I thought Jehovah's Witnesses were kind of, I thought they were like a bit weird, but like they're just Christians. But like they're fucking weird. Like, sorry if there's any Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> listening, but you guys yeah. are a cult. I'm saying it. I mean, they, they literally are. I, uh, there's someone at work I know whose family were Jehovah's Witnesses and then oh. her family left and now like half their family will not talk to them. Yeah, but they do like excommunication in a big way. It's crazy. Mm. I kind of, I, I didn't realise how dark they were. Like I think Jehovah's Witnesses have quite a good rep for the stuff they do. Yeah, they're seen as, oh, they're just a funny come and knock on your door people. Yeah. But same with Mormons. They're kind of... They're quite crazy. I guess everyone thinks Mormons are a bit crazy, though. I would say moderately, yes. Yeah. So the return of Jesus has been seen, like, all over history with loads of different books and groups and stuff. So what will happen and when it will happen is kind of... Everyone says something different. But basically, the idea is all the good people will be taken up to heaven and the rest of us will be chased around by demons on earth. Chased? And, well, you know, there'll, there'll be sort of demons around and they'll be looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the idea that 
the demons are like all powerful multi-dimensional beings but if you're hidden behind a bin you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> i like I the smell idea of it being a do 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 chase yeah beelzebub hill <laughs> and as but a, essentially people left are going to be tortured sent to hell all of all of that malarkey yeah yeah so it's kind of it's talked about by Jesus in the book of Revelations, but not that much. Like he kind of mentions it, and then he's like, "So that's going to happen anyway." Um, and then everyone's <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he just murmurs it like at the end of, uh, yeah, and then demons come and chase you on earth and bread. How, who wants some bread? And it could happen pretty much any time. The people who like really believe in this shit sort of there's loads of different kind of signs about when it's going to come and that there's going to be an antichrist who comes before who depending who you ask is either obama or trump depending on their political <laughs> assuasions which <laughs> that is the two-party system basically yeah <laughs> who do you think is satan <laughs> who's the antichrist <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be Why fair is that all the antichrist boris johnson is the antichrist and i won't be talked down from that yeah i mean you know the the hair the bowl hair is just like a blonde damien from the omen isn't it i remember in 2015 being like i remember this conversation so specifically i said to my mum we were talking about like how scary it was that trump might be elected or maybe mm. this was 2016 i can't remember and I was like, huh, imagine, imagine if Trump was elected <laughs> and then we had Brexit and then Boris Johnson became our prime minister. Ha, ha. Oh, no. I remember saying those words. Like, imagine if all so... of that happened, it would be so fucked. And mum was like, oh, yeah, it would be fucked. <laughs> and now it's fucked. Yeah, it feels like the world has gone into a wormhole. I know we've said this before, but it just feels like everything's gone a bit do-lally really is that because the world is ending tom maybe it's because jesus will be coming back uh it might be or it might be that people are bad democracy is flawed and our information is coming from a poisoned social media well but um you know no <laughs> demons is that <laughs> demons okay <laughs> uh, uh, demons okay this is the only one where i'm like i have no idea how you would survive this because the whole idea is they're like supernatural and mm. they will hunt you down you cannot hide from jesus and i think that's the take-home message you cannot hide from jesus is something that jehovah's witnesses i imagine have on like uh barbecue aprons yeah <laughs> like you're turning over a sausage and jesus is on the front of you saying you can't hide from jesus <laughs> man Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> How would you try and survive um, demons chasing you? You know what? I Presuming am... you don't go to heaven. I think we can assume that at this point. <laughs> um, I think, like, I'm, you know, I'm a staunch atheist. I believe what I believe. I think that, you know, God couldn't possibly exist. And if he does, it's just a metaphorical description of the wonderment at how the universe created us. But if the sky goes black and Jesus comes down, I am getting on my knees 
Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. I'm d- I'm doing the dance. I am dancing, little monkey. I yeah. I'm repenting for my sins, such as uh, bacon and you know the, the wrong haircut or what whatever it is in scripture I've forgotten. Um, yeah. I think that's. I would basically try to brown nose my way into heaven. I think. See, I think. Yeah, I might do that, or I might just get really annoyed at like <laughs> <laughs> your rules are dumb. Like, I get. I guess it depends. I think for people who believe in like the second coming and like they believe it's going to be apocalypse, are generally those views align with anti-LGBT views. And I yeah. feel like I'd be too caught up in being like, you what? No, fuck off. <laughs> to remember that their life is in my hands. Yeah, I I mean, it's not going to happen. But maybe is that's it? me so... think maybe that's me thinking too much of myself being like, yeah, I defend the LGBT community against God. Um, and then really I just be on my knees groveling <laughs> yeah I think I think if an actual god shows up and the world is on fire at that point you can be forgiven for uh, you know dropping your morals um, <laughs> unless it's a test yeah yeah Jesus does like to test people or yeah god they does. love to fuck with people they love to yeah. play little pranks Aha, no don't really kill your son yeah that was so <laughs> fucked up can we you talk got about that for a moment? That wasn't okay. <laughs> what was that about? That was the that was the original YouTube social experiment, is what that was. <laughs> if a human said to another human, I want to test how much you love me, kill a family member, and it will prove that you love me, you would send them to a psych ward. Or they would be in the mafia or something like that. Oh, yeah. That God does sound... is a mafia boss, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> nice planet you got there. Be a shame if, uh, if Jesus came back. <laughs> so what so, do you think the likelihood is of this happening, Tom? Oh, I mean, uh, 0%, as I've said. If it does yeah. happen, I will act like I always believed. But... Um, I think God will yeah. see through that, Tom, if it does happen. <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, he'll, I, I... he'll at least want me to make an effort. Yeah. Or something, I don't know. But I yeah. think this is unlikely. Do you think you could survive it if it did happen? Well, sh- if, Do you think if, you if could rapture... bargain with God? Um, I think probably not. Yeah, I think um... I would 100% die if this did happen. So I'm glad I don't think it's going to. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good for now. Yeah. Do you want to hear my next movie title? Go for it. Pitch me. Comets from Space. Ooh. Okay, so a comet crashes into the surface of the Earth and pretty much everyone nearby will die. And maybe everyone if it's huge. So we're going to say in this scenario, because we want to see if we can survive it, that it crashes into the opposite side of the Earth from us. And there's people on the other side of the world and they're all dead. But we are like not killed by the initial crash, but the climate is fucked and Mm. the whole world is fucked up and society obviously breaks down. Um, Yeah, just from everything crumbling and the shock probably would take out, I guess, 
you know, like internet and all those kind of systems. Yeah, it's like, you know, on the game Plague, when you start winning and like all the governments start to shut down. Yeah. The UK government would be the first to shut down, let's be honest. It's <laughs> it's on weak knees at the moment. Like, <laughs> Yeah. At this point, if you left a bowl of jelly in Westminster and a couple of civil servants like trodden it and slipped over, you could you could bring this country to its knees as well as the civil servant who slips in jelly. <laughs> yeah. So we would be fucked, but could mm. we survive? I suppose it depends how screwed up it would be in this scenario. I'm imagining, like, we barely get any sunlight because there's loads of dust and stuff in the sky. Um, almost everyone's dead. And so everyone's turning on each other. Oh, so everyone I am- in our country as well? Not everyone else, not everyone in the country is dead, but, like, the people who are alive, who are alive are, like... They're also fighting for their lives. Mm. Yeah, right. I imagine like all the old and the young would be dead and the ill because if you inhale some planet gas, you're dead. I don't know. Yeah, it would thin the herd, definitely. If you couldn't see the sun and there was dust everywhere. I think this would mainly interrupt um like crop production yeah and as we see when we get heavy snow in this country it only takes a a few days for like a a delivery lorry to not get to where it needs to go and and asda has nothing on its shelves yeah suddenly you realize the place where you thought you could just get infinite food all the time oh no you can't so yeah that's why my mum has a brexit stockpile in (laughs) so (laughs) So yeah. I moved out of my parents' house, obviously, um, when I do uni stuff. And my room has been turned into the Brexit stockpile room. And when I go back, it's just full of cardboard boxes with dry food in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not but... joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> thing is that it's not quite enough to be a stockpile. No. It's sort of... <laughs> It's just, you know, a few tins of dates and some, some dry pasta. No, um, we counted the dates. There were a lot, or was it prunes? We counted them and there was a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, it is mainly dates and prunes, isn't it? Yeah. And some toilet paper. I suggested the toilet paper because mum didn't have any toilet paper. And I was like, I want toilet paper if Brexit <laughs> ruins everything. <laughs> All right, princess. <laughs> society breaks down and you know when brexit happens we're all gonna have dirty pants and that's gonna yeah. be fine if everyone has dirty pants it's okay our priorities are like there's toilet paper there's prunes and then there's so many things of kitty litter for our cat <laughs> like they go all the way up for like the, there's a stairs to like the loft and they're on each step there's just a bag of kitty litter um it, it's, it's like a display in a high-end pet department store. <laughs> yeah. And then we have our cat is old and needs special kidney food. Like food because her kidneys are broken or whatever. Yeah. And we have so much food stockpiled because mum has to order it online. <laughs> it's a, you've got your fancy, fancy cat food. You've got your prunes. You know, you'll be fine. What else do you need? To be There's fair, dry pasta, to be fair. 
Yeah, bit of pasta. If you do have prunes and that's all you're eating, you are going to need that toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a good it's a good Combo. combination. Mm. So do you think this would help uh, your parents to survive um, the Comets. comet? I think for maybe a week or two. Mm. Because I think, because what you don't want is everyone to know that you've got loads of food. I mean, me broadcasting it isn't great for them if the apocalypse does come. Well, but, they don't know her address, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. But I think what you want is you want all your food hidden and you don't want people to know that you've got loads of food because otherwise they'll come knocking. They'll want food or they'll come kill you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, some people will ask and beg and some will just come and batter you. Yeah. Although luckily in the UK we don't have the uh, gun situation. So Yeah. I mean, there are guns, but, you know, there's only a few that gangs have and old men trying to kill foxes. Yeah. But, it, you know, so... in, a, in a nice suburb, we should be fine. Yeah. We've got big knives. It's fine. Mm. We've got posh middle class M&S knives. <laughs> that are good for you know slicing a fillet of salmon or cutting a bitch <laughs> someone who comes and tries to steal your prunes yeah you slice them you fillet them so i do think that for comets like the, the thing you'd need the most is a food stockpile mm. but, especially if you can't go outside really yeah but that's the thing i feel like a food stock like the comets would ruin the earth for so long, you would need years of stockpile, right? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, if you have a couple of weeks worth of stockpile and a comet hits earth, like, yeah, you'll live a little bit longer than some people, but, like, so, like... It, yeah, it's like, well done, you know. You're still you going to die eventually. Mm. You get to suffer for a bit longer. Yeah. So unless you have a way of, like, self-producing food. But even then, if the sun's not, like, around, what do you, like, mm. you can't grow food. I, I suppose there'd be a little bit of sunlight. It would be, like, streaming through the dust. So what you yeah. need is plants that don't need too much sun. Um, I'm not or sure what the water cycle would happen. that can grow under... So what you need is to get loads of rooms set up with loads of those, like, plant-growing lights. Yeah. Have them in there, and then you'd need your own electricity generator. So that when the electricity goes down, you can still grow your plants. I'll be honest, there's quite a lot you have to prepare for if you're going to think comets are coming. Yeah. It seems like quite a lot. Yeah, but the thing is as well, like... It genuinely could happen. At just any time? Yeah. Well, like, probably NASA would see it coming. But, like, mm. comets crash into us all the time. But normally they're pretty small. But, okay, guess how big a comet would have to be to kind of destroy the world as we know it? Um, I'm guessing it's going to be smaller than I would think if it's travelling at, like, high speed. Mm. But I'd, I'd have to say it's, like... Like, pretty big. Like, the size of a country, or like a small country, maybe, to destroy Seven the world. to eight miles. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's Seven not to eight long. miles wide. Yeah. That's Diddy. On a, yeah, I know. On you a know, galactic scale. Yeah. 
Ugh. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, and this is just could happen. This isn't even something that's like like climate change, where as humans we're supposed to be doing stuff to stop it. It's just like no. It just yeah. Could sometimes happen. comets hit things. Yeah, and like there's if it were there's nothing we could do about it really. Can we not shoot things in in from the sky? Well, I guess we could try to blow it up, but that might have its own consequences. Like by the time we see that it's coming towards us, like if we blow it up, all the little bits will probably scatter down onto us. Like if they're pulled by gravity and whatnot. Yeah, but which this I is guess like wouldn't one of those, be as um, bad. This is like one of those. Would you rather fight? Um, like a duck the size of a horse or 50 horses that are all the size of a duck. It's like that kind of thing, <laughs> isn't it? I would rather break up the comet into lots of mini comet boys and then we deal with them individually, I think. Yeah. You know, it will be bad, but I'd I'd rather do it that way around. Yeah, probably. I guess it just depends, like... I presume... I f- from what I can tell, there's people at big space stations who, like... They know what's floating around the sky. Like, <laughs> if there's something coming, they'll see it. But it yeah. might—they might just see it too late. Right. So we just have to hope they're paying attention. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, okay. Well, that that filled me with terror, and we're we're half an hour into this episode, so you know, the next the rest one is going to be fun. I think will scare you more. Really? Do you think you could survive comets from space anyway? Because I, I absolutely um, could not. I think I could for a bit, but it would be naff and I'm not yeah. really prepared. So I could survive yeah. a bit if I was lucky. Yeah, I, I feel like if I, if I were at my parents' house, I'd stand an okay-ish chance. If I'm at where I live now, like I barely have enough food in for tomorrow. I'm not going <laughs> to... I have PIMS, but that's not going to help me. I mean, it's going to is going to help you enjoy the time you have left. True, but I don't have any lemonade, so you're just drinking straight pims and oh, that's not no. great. <laughs> <I know. laughs> what is the point in living in a comet world with pims but no lemonade? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Little finger up, silver spoon in mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you... So you don't rate your chances either of that one? No, I don't. I This is the thing, though, because researching this episode has made me realise how unprepared I am for the apocalypse and how I need to start prepping. I need to get a basement and fill it with tins. Yeah, we do need to get a basement first. True. Which means we need to get money. True. Which means we need to go hard into capitalism. I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's 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 that or no basement tins. True. Maybe one day I'll just be rich. And... Actually, yeah, because then money at the apocalypse would have zero worth, wouldn't it? Money. Mm. So you might as well spend it all already. Now, yeah. Yeah. So whenever you're like, mm, should I buy that thing? You just be like, well, I can't use it during the apocalypse. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if we if we do manage to collectively as a species avoid um you know global destruction over the next 100 years our generation are going to be fucked because we made all our economic decisions based on the assumption <laughs> that we were going to be like not here 
So. It's like, this is awful, but did you see there was a guy who, so the doctor diagnosed him with some sort of cancer and said, you're going to die very shortly. Mm. And then it turns out the doctor was wrong and the guy had nothing wrong with him. But he'd already given away all of his money and all of his clothes and his house and stuff. Oh, my God. When he realised and he'd quit his job and everything. And then he was trying to sue the doctor, which obviously, like I don't know, I think I would sue the doctor, but it's just a weird juxtaposition of you sue the doctor because you're living longer than you wanted to. Yeah, it's a very strange thing. Um, I guess in that situation, you can only see the doctor for so much because... You've kind of, not everyone would react like that to that news. You'd at least say to someone else, okay, after I die, can you make sure the money gets shared or given away to these people or whatever? Yeah. That's maybe a little strong. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's that? You said the next one's going to scare me more. Yeah, I... I included this because I think it's super interesting. And it's called the magnetic pole switch. And basically... The magnetic poles are going to switch. And this is a random event which occurs on Earth. So you know how we have like the North Pole and the South Pole? Yeah. And they're the magnetic poles. Every so often a very rare event can occur where they suddenly switch and the North Pole become... Well, the North Magnetic Pole would become South Magnetic. So instead of being positive, it would become negative. And the other way around, like, the negative would become positive. That's bananas. Yeah, I know. It's insane. So before I did my master's, I applied for a PhD in, like, um, fluid dynamics and stuff. And it was looking at the way your oceans change during extreme rare events. And they're called... They're called like extreme rare events. And a pole switch is one of them where we cannot predict when it's going to come. We do not know what triggers it. It's just sometimes randomly this will happen. And it's happened before on Earth, they believe. Like hundreds, uh, millions millions of years ago. ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we, we can't really predict how far apart they'll be because we don't really know what causes them. They're just kind of random events or statistically random events i'm sure there's something that triggers them but when you're looking at them mathematically they're just seen as statistically random um and that's that crazy ju- yeah that it can just be random and we don't know why and um, just sometimes happens i think probably a earth scientist would know more about this than me and maybe there is something that triggers it but from the way that i approached it it was like seen as a mathematically random variable where it just sometimes very rarely switched and like if you're factoring that into like your models of how the earth and the oceans are moving you add it as like some random event which might happen with this tiny probability or whatever oh my god yeah so so obviously the magnetic magnetic poles reversing I guess, affects more than just compasses. Well, the thing is, we don't really know what... Like, we can't tell for sure what the effects would be. Like, the currents of the ocean and stuff would probably change. Hmm. And there's just lots of stuff... Like, technology might have a hard time working, but we just don't know. It's kind of like... Do you remember, like, the Millennium Bug and stuff? Like, we just don't know how technology is going to react to something. 
Yeah. We literally have no idea how anything will react to a magnetic pole switch because they're so rare. We haven't observed one. We don't know what would happen. There's just no data or, or yeah. to look at. Yeah. But like people who think that this is going to happen and it will bring about the apocalypse think that like the oceans will change and the climate will change and all technology will stop working. Um, so you'll get like rising sea levels and changes and extreme tornadoes and stuff. And also any technology, anything electrical or magnetic will stop working. So, I mean, that's basically everything that we use yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like electricity is the <laughs> basis of the modern world. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried reading a book recently, but it's lame. Bleh, reading. Bleh. This, <laughs> these words aren't trying to capture any of my data. It's like, <laughs> boring. So, yeah, that's my magnetic pole switch, which I think is fascinating. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> it could happen literally any time and we have no idea what would happen so how how do you think we would survive in this so assuming that the effects are all technology stops working and the climate is fucked and that, like there's tornadoes and stuff the first thing that would happen right is like climate refugees so people leaving mm. their countries and so it would probably be a lot more people in a lot smaller space. Yeah, so we'd everything would get quite cramped in a small space and that would be bad, I imagine. Yeah, and also we might not have all the resources for... Like, if lots of places have been just taken out by tornadoes, we run out of resources pretty quickly. Shit, dude. Yeah. So it's kind of not as bad as the comet thing because we could still grow food. Mm. But I think it would be it, it, it's basically a sort of um, fast forward climate change thing and I yes, think what would happen yeah. is rich people with lots of resources and all their resources secured and defended against and stuff yeah. they'll be fine, everyone else will die and then they'll just, you know well that's the thing though <laughs> rebuild. because if all technology is gone how are the rich people going to access their money? That is very true, actually. But like a I'm, lot of I'm, their I'm money is more, imaginary. Yeah, but more in terms of they'll already have a bunker or they already have. Oh, I see. Like I've yeah. heard stories of um, that some billionaires, I, I don't know who, um, they've been trying to work out after a sort of climate change apocalypse how they would pay security. Oh. And here's a to... hint just stop mm. climate just don't be a dick like <laughs> channel that money into other stuff like oh i know here's a here's a very tangent side note story kind of related did i ever tell you about my uncle and his silver in his attic N no no basically so my uncle he works in finance he's he's quite a he's a consultant now but basically he knows all about the finance and the money he's worked in banks he's a he's a legit person um and in sort of 2006 he told my parents just at a dinner party that they he's stored a lot of silver and like silver cutlery in his loft because he sort of basically predicted the financial crisis and said it's all based on bullshit. It's all based on rubbish. It just needs someone to notice and it's all going to crumble. 
And so then I've, I've got silver because that's going to be valuable. That's going to retain its value. And it's like... Yikes. You're, you work in finance, so... So why didn't you, rather than stockpiling <laughs> silver... For yourself. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you send a couple of emails round, at least, just be like... I'm sure it's more complicated than we're letting on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I just, yeah, I just know he works in the vague money Venn diagram. He worked in the it's money just, business. In the, yeah, at the money factory where they print the money. It's, you know, <laughs> I understand economics. But there's just a trend to me of people... They see bad things coming and they prepare for themselves. And that's the first yeah. thing you do. But that's exactly what doomsday preppers are doing. They're not helping other people. No, but they also don't have the sort of power and influence that yeah, others that's do. True. Yeah. So, they don't have the yeah. ability to change anything. No. I mean, they are using, they are producing a lot of greenhouse gases by driving trucks full of couscous, uh, you know, back and <laughs> forth to their, their warehouses. But yeah. Anyway, oh. so, so yeah, so magnetic poles, bad. Yeah, um, all technology is down. And I think that would suck, because how would you communicate with other people? Mm. Yeah, so that's going to affect just how we live our lives on yeah. a base level. Yeah. Do you think you could survive? I think I might be able to survive a magnetic pole switch. I think it would be more... Like, your whole life would change, but I don't mm. think you're in that much direct danger. It's survivable for most people, but we're going to have to go back to medieval um, times, basically, yeah. in our lifestyles yeah. and society. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah. But it's probably worth prepping for. Yeah. I think you kind of prep for a lot of these things in exactly the same way, don't you? What, food and stuff? Yeah. You need clean water. You need a way to have food and be self-sustainable. Yeah. You need to get basements. Yeah, that is the main thing, having a basement. It's just, you know, or I guess a house with spare bedrooms that you can, you know, store food in because your daughter's moved out. Either way, <laughs> you <laughs> you need more than you know a one bed flat, <laughs> especially if you want to have guests round. True. No, they just have to stay in the um, storage room. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, party at ours. I oh, don't mind the rice that's on every single <laughs> square foot. If of... you dare put my rice out of order and make all the labels not face forward, you are not invited to my house anymore. <laughs> and are not invited to my post-apocalypse commune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I think living on a commune would be fun. Like, sometimes I think, like, maybe joining a cult would be good. Like... I know that they do bad things and brainwash you, but also you don't have to worry about things. Oh my god. <laughs> you are you are prime cult material. <laughs> you're like you're you're saying the things that they try to do subtly as the subtext for most people <laughs> not to realise, but you're just straight up like, yeah, no, I I, I wanna be not in control. <laughs> I don't want to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we could have feudalism again. Oh, yeah, you know, that would be nice. 
Yeah. Just work on the land of a lord for <laughs> tuppence. All right, I guess you're not... Maybe I'll be a cult leader. That sounds like more fun. Although then you do have to make decisions. Yeah, that's exactly what you didn't want to do. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just going to have to accept that you're going to have to make decisions and... Uh, you know, if you want to keep your freedom, keep all your hair unshaved. And if you don't want to wear a gown and, you know, be under someone's thumb. I guess. So our penultimate doomsday scenario is my favourite. It is zombies. Zombies. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. I would love a zombie apocalypse. Would you, though? Yeah. What I mean, it depends love? what kind of zombies we're talking. I really like iZombie at the moment, and I feel like that zombie apocalypse is a lot of fun. Well, yeah, but it's not really an apocalypse, is it? Yeah, but I mean, they've closed down Seattle, and they're like, it's they're bordered in, and like... I'm afraid Seattle is not the world. As much as, uh, you know, Nirvana's record label would like you to believe. <laughs> okay, so maybe, I don't know if you want to talk more iZombie or Walking Dead. I I think it would probably end up being a bit more Walking Dead. Yeah. Both in the fact that it's brutal and it's just surviving that's difficult and the fact that narratively it would sort of peter out. I think both of those things. <laughs> you know, once we got to series whatever of the earth in apocalypse i think i'd lose interest really yeah in that case the walking dead i i don't know i might be able to survive it seems like people is very much based on luck in that kind of show as to whether they survive well, yeah, but that's also because they need lots of different characters instead of just one character who's like, yeah, I prepared for this and I will survive. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that as a show? Just, it, it's it's a just loads apocalypse. of doomsday preppers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a story about how they all prepared and they had quite a nice time. Yeah, I'd love it to be like, so obviously like you've got your classic doomsday prepper, which is like a middle-aged man who's having a midlife crisis who's like... He loves guns and preparing and is a little bit strange. And then you've got mm. my favourite doomsday prepper, which is like the stay-at-home mom who doesn't have that much else to do, so she just prepares for the apocalypse. <laughs> I love yeah. those doomsday preppers. They're my favourite. I People really who have want got to the end of their to-do list and now yeah, that's all that's like, left. Okay, well, I better prepare for the apocalypse. <laughs> I'd love that yeah. to be a show where, like, they meet up and then, oh, wouldn't they be so cute as a couple? What, Gunman and uh, Rice Mom? Yeah. Mm. And he'd be, like, gruff and, like, hates everyone. And then she'd be like, come on, guys, we can survive the apocalypse. <laughs> I'd see Melissa McCarthy casted as the mum. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, maybe Woody Harrelson as the, as the gruff yeah. gun dad. Um, I'm semi-thinking like Joyce and Hopper from Stranger Things. Yes, yes, it would be very, very that. Yeah. No spoilers, I've only seen a couple of episodes of this series. Oh, 
just so you know. Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the zombies, I it's one of those things where, again, I think I could survive, but would it be more trouble than it's worth? Um, I think I could survive the initial bit, and I think that the only way I could survive would be relying on other people to help me. <laughs> right, okay. So it's not that you could survive, it's that others could survive on your behalf and you'd tag along. Yeah, very much that. Mm. Maybe yeah. I should start becoming friends with people who I know would survive the apocalypse now. Sorry, anyone <laughs> in my friend group who can't survive the apocalypse, you're of no use to me, so we're not friends anymore. All our friends, in order to remain friends with us, have to pass a, an obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very dangerous obstacle course that can result in death and you have to sign the waiver. <laughs> exactly. It would be like Raven, but really extreme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I think I could survive zombies. Okay. But would, But again, would you want to, really? Depends if the zombies are hot. What? <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't factor in. Like all the zombies in I Zombie are hot. Wait, yeah, but that's because they're still basically people, but they just have to eat brains. Oh yeah. So are you, are you saying that if a zombie was hot, being turned into a zombie, you'd be into it? Well, not into it, like. Not into it, just maybe. You, you, would, you would be fine with it. <laughs> I'd be fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining... Um, I'm trying to think of someone you find hot. Let's uh, not what? out me on the podcast. We'll just, let's move no, on. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I just, I'm imagining someone you find hot and they're like biting your neck open and blood is spurting everywhere, but you're just like, damn... <laughs> no, I hate that. <laughs> uh yeah, I so I think I could survive. I think I could fight off zombies. Um but I I I just think life wouldn't be the same. It would almost be not worth it. I played a game recently called The Last of Us, which is basically a zombie apocalypse thing. And mm. spoilers, but at the end the sort of result is that basically everyone's so traumatised that they're not really able to save themselves. And I think it would be fairly traumatic. Yeah, I think it would be super traumatic. Because with zombies as well, you might end up having to like kill your loved one. Because yeah. they're a zombie. That is messed up. That would fuck me up. Mm. So I'm going to say uh, two out of ten would not try to survive. Well, have we any of these been worth surviving? I think the magnetic poles one is kind of oh, is yeah, worth surviving. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's that, true. That would be fine. Not yeah. fine, but, you know, I wouldn't be splitting anyone's head open necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear our final doomsday scenario? I'm excited. What's the final doomsday scenario going to be? Climate change. Oh, I did not see that coming. No one did. <laughs> we were warned and yet we did not see it coming. <laughs> Everyone, I don't think I need to explain climate change. Shit is going to get fucked up. The oceans are going to rise and there's going to be a shitload of weather. 
And then... I think it's more than that. It's not just <laughs> that there's going to be lots of weather. I, I think that's pretty much what happens during climate change. More weather. Well, more extreme weather, I guess. I literally have the words more extreme weather written down. And I just missed extreme and said more weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be more overcast. There's going to be more (laughs) chance of rain. You know, weathermen are going to be working double shifts. Yeah. Um, The likelihood is, the kind of like magnetic pole switch, there's probably going to be loads of climate refugees who go into countries that are higher up. I'm not sure Mm. how the UK fares in terms of... We're an island, so I imagine we wouldn't do that great. But I I think there's areas that are better than others. Like Norfolk in the southeast is very flat and very low. So they would be drowned immediately. And then isn't it like Florida is going completely? Like Florida just won't be there anymore. Really? I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. Good. Um, the um the place my parents had their honeymoon the Maldives it's like mm. a series of islands that they've already because it's so low and flat they've already started to like have less space because of the oh ocean my God. rising yeah so they're they've they're gonna disappear yeah fuck wow yeah mm. If we don't do something about it in the next 15 years, we'll have reached a point of no return. We're kind of already at a point of no return, but we can draw it back. But the likelihood is the world is going to change in our lifetimes. A lot. Uh, that is... Like, the apocalypse mm. is coming. It's not My a cool God. apocalypse either. It's a shit one. <laughs> <laughs> is that your main argument? with this uh climate change malarkey not my main problem with it but like it's it's so lame like it's such a rubbish apocalypse like it happens pretty slowly but it's still happening we can do stuff about it but we just choose not to and then when it happens it's gonna be shit and there's not gonna be any like dramatic explosions the world is just slowly gonna suck more. Oh man! I know. Not even cool. No. Imagine if The Walking Dead was just a series about the world slowly getting a bit worse over eight seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the rich are gonna have their bunkers, and they're gonna survive climate change. Hmm. And then, yeah. what are all my bags of prunes gonna do? Huh? They're gonna bake. Uh, what about the prunes answer that jeff bezos (laughs) i can't even cope with like mild heat like it's kind of hot here at the moment and i've put a bucket full of cold water under my desk to put my feet in yeah we we are not built for heat really the two of us i'm not built for cold either oh right i I just, I live within three degrees and anything above or below that, I'm like, oh, kill me. <laughs> Catherine, you, you are the planet. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've said, you know, if if it rises by two three, degrees, it's yeah, going to be two. really bad. If yeah. it rises by three degrees, it's like terrible. Yeah. So you you are like, as a person, just a fantastic metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. I need How's to have my... Feel? 
Yeah, I think we need to put the Earth's feet into an ice bucket. <laughs> and this has ceased to be useful as a, as a comparison. <laughs> we can't we can't march to Downing Street with that kind of uh, policy. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> so, ha- does your research have any stuff that we are supposed to be doing? Um. Basically, unless you're the top 100 companies in the world, there's not much you can do. Right. Do we... I mean, the rest of us presumably have some sort of power or action we could take against... Well, yeah, I mean, if you go vegan and you stop using plastic and you, like, do everything to reduce your carbon footprint, your effect will still be nothing. Like, you'll you'll change it a little bit, and if everyone does it, we'll change a bit. But, like, Mm. it's the companies that are doing this. It's not individuals using single-use plastic ones. But is it an aggregate of everyone? Yeah, I guess. I, like, yeah. Stop eating meat and stop having babies. That's the... Yeah. (laughs) And the companies are responding to market forces so as much as we are kind of trapped by capitalism and there's yeah. only certain things we can do there is also a case of we've all sort of created demands that then companies yeah i satisfy. think though that like boycotting isn't as powerful as protesting like boycotting is kind of a passive way like you need an active to be mm. like dudes you need to change this what the fuck <laughs> that should be the chant <laughs> it's a bit long for a chant <laughs> yeah it's not it's not got a very nice rhythm does it it's just dudes we need to change this what the fuck duh, duh, duh. it would have to be that it's like dudes we need to change this what the fuck <laughs> I, you know if we were making the rap mid late in a share song this would be great <laughs> but um, I don't think that's going to save the planet necessarily no. Um, so climate change is coming and it sucks. Yeah. But I can't think of a positive one minute. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really seemed like you had one lined up there. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I thought it would come to me. <laughs> <laughs> God, if that that just shows how like how worried we all are about it. Yeah. God. Um, <laughs> but on the bright side, and the bright side is going to be every side of the earth because we're going to be <laughs> drenched in heat. Uh, <laughs> either way, we're fucked. Either way, we're going to die. So. I'd rather die by zombies and climate change, personally. So whoever is inventing zombies, can you hurry up with that? <laughs> and zombies will mean we get rid of loads of people, and then maybe climate will be fine. True. That is a bit of an evil villain approach to it. But... Yeah, that's just, we murder 50% of your population so the rest of us can survive. Yeah, that's not very uh, egalitarian, particularly. <laughs> So, how are we rating our chances? I mean, surviving climate... I, 
how long is the thing? Like, I reckon mm. I'll survive some of it, but like, I think it will be like the pole of the switching of the like um, magnetic pole poles. Like, I think it will suck, but I think we could survive. Yeah, and there's maybe a question to be asked about whether we personally could survive but will we thrive like will life be good and will anyone who comes after us will they survive yeah and it's like we are in a very privileged position in terms of climate change in Mm. that people who are in much worse situations than us they're going first yeah the the countries that have caused the least amount of yeah. Greenhouse gases are going to be first to go. Yeah, which sucks. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I rate survival chances as okay, but I if it gets much hotter, me and you are going to have to just yeah go. North. We'll just go to the moon. I'm not dealing with this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and that's what's going to be on the cinema poster for the climate change movie. Let's just go to the moon. I'm not dealing with this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And the rocket just has, you know, Elon Musk, a couple of billionaires, (laughs) a Trump or two. Do you know what annoys me is that Elon Musk will 100% out-survive us. And it's like, why are you a dick? Well, yeah, climate change um, does not track your Twitter feed. No. It doesn't it doesn't check how good you are. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's ri- that's right depressed me that has. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um let me think of something happy to say. Um to end the podcast with. Mm. Any you know, any just lighter um aspects to it? Maybe there's something funny about Oh, it's warm. Everyone's gonna have to be naked, or you know, maybe that's funny. Or I'd... yeah, <laughs> no, there's nothing funny about climate no. change. Time. No, there's no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you heard it here first, listeners. Climate change is bad. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. If you're now depressed and you're just wondering, what's the point? Then subscribe and follow us. (laughs) (laughs) That has been the least appropriate point to ask us to subscribe ever. (laughs) You can catch us on all of your favourite social medias. And by that, I mean Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening. The world is dying.